0: Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in. WIP Daily, Joe Giglio with you. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following the podcast all week long, as we get set for the Eagles and the 49ers. And of course, it's a huge weekend in the NFL. Week 13, really the playoff picture starting to come into focus here. And hopefully, our bets down the stretch continue to as well. Coming off a four and one week, best week of the year last week in terms of betting the NFL. let try to do it again here. Let's dive into the games. And it's become almost a bit now. You know where I go with game number one almost every week. I probably bet on this team more than anybody. And as much flack as they've taken, they're pretty profitable. I'm going to take the Steelers at home, minus 5.5 in game number one against the Arizona Cardinals. A couple things standing out to me in this one. So I thought it was a major difference last week. I really did. The Steelers' offense, and I know you look at the scoreboard, you say they didn't really score that many points, Joe. I get that. But their offense last week outgained Cincinnati by about 200 yards. 422 yards of offense in Eddie Faulkner's first game. Matt Canada, the former offensive coordinator in Pittsburgh, got fired before last week. Zero games of 400 yards of offense in 45 games. It was a 45 consecutive game streak without 400 yards of offense. I mean, it's ridiculous. You have to go back to the 2014 to 2017 Rams. I mean, basically before the McVay era, we had a team in the NFL that was that poor in terms of yardage and actually having an explosive day. So I, I liked what I saw last week. Explosive plays, chunk plays, Pickett played his best. We've ever seen him play in the NFL. And I think they build on it this week. I think they could run the football all over the Arizona Cardinals. And when they choose to throw, the Cardinals just can't stop the pass at all. The pressure rate is 32nd in the NFL. Opponents first downs, 32nd in the NFL. EPA per play on defense, 31st. Opponent success rate, 32nd. They they stink. This is the worst defense in the NFL. On the road, cold weather, not a great spot for Murray. The, The Steelers' defense pretty much all year has morphed into a top 10 unit. And now the offense coming through a little bit here. You know, the Steelers are very easy to sleep on. I would not sleep on the Steelers in the AFC in terms of making noise. Number one for the AFC North. They win this game on... On Sunday, they're a game back, and they get to go to Baltimore last week of the season. They already have a win over Baltimore. So if they're within one of Baltimore heading into the final week of the season, they could steal the AFC North and a playoff game in a very high seed. They're 7-4. and And their next two games, obviously here against Arizona, 5.5-point favorite. I like them on Sunday. Then they host the Patriots on Thursday night. I mean, they could be 9-4 and in four days, and all of a sudden we're like, hold on, are they in the mix for the one seed in the AFC? I don't think they get that. But I do think Pittsburgh is a pretty good football team. DVO has them 10th in the NFL right now. They're, they're, they're pretty good. Defense, they're 7th. If that offense starts to catch up here and it's middle of the pack, they're going to make some noise. Give me the Steelers. Minus 5.5 for game number one. Game number two, I like a big bounce back spot for the Detroit Lions on Sunday in New Orleans. I love the Lions coming off the extra rest. They laid a complete egg. I mean, a total egg on Thanksgiving. It may have cost them the number one seed. It's not over yet, but it certainly is going to hurt them to be the number one overall seed in the NFC. But I think they refocus here and they get a win over a Saints team that is just not very good. I mean, they really aren't. The Saints are a product and they're in the race, in, and I call it that, you know, tongue in cheek. They're in the race in the NFC South because they had such a weak schedule to start the year. They stink. I think Derek Carr stinks. Dennis Allen stinks. I don't take this team seriously at all. They're old. They're not explosive enough. The quarterback is just blah and on the hook for a ton of money next year. And now they have to come in off a division game. They have to face a team coming off of extra rest. The Saints home field advantage is over. They've lost six straight at home against the spread dating back to last season. Meanwhile, it's golf in a dome. They play their final seven games in a dome this season. And I think this is a great bounce-back spot for, for the Lions. Their defense will play better this week against uh, a Saints offense that really does not have enough weapons or explosiveness or a good quarterback. I think this is a big Lions win. I wouldn't be surprised they win this game 34-17. to A big Lions win to get back on track. I'll lay the 4.5 in the Dome in New Orleans for game number two. All right, game three. We took a couple favorites here in the first couple games. Game number three, I want to go to a dog in a division game. I'm going to take the Tennessee Titans at home against the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts have become a little bit of a darling in the AFC playoff race. A lot of, a lot of praise for Shane Steichen, and he deserves it for what he's done so far this season, certainly in, in the mix for a coach of the year. But I like the Titans this week in a game where I think they compete on their home field, and it's interesting. I, I heard something last week of the Titans that it, it didn't really stand out to me You know, in the flow of the season, but – It's pretty remarkable just the way the schedule was laid out. So last week was just Tennessee's uh, sixth home game this season. Excuse me. It was just their fifth home game this season. So they came into last week, and they were 3-1 and at home, but 0-6 on the road. So before last week, the Tennessee Titans had played four home games, and they had played six road games. So obviously that's got to even out the rest of the season and they're now 4-1 and at home. They're 0-6 on the road. They are a totally different team in Tennessee than they are outside of Tennessee. They're 4-7, and but I think Tennessee has been much closer to pretty much an average football team. Take away one blowout loss they had to the Jacksonville Jaguars. So their their point differential, Tennessee, is minus 39. The Colts is plus one. And the difference that I see is is one game. They lost to the Jaguars by 20 points a couple weeks ago. And that's it. I mean, other than that, they're basically a 500-ish kind of team. I think Tennessee could play with Indianapolis in this game. Their defense is better than Indianapolis' is. I think the Colts on the road here, outdoors, grass, Minshew on the road. I'm not laying points with Gardner Minshew on the road. I'm just not doing it. I mean, I think the Colts are a nice story, but they're playing a little bit over their head. Taylor's hurt now. If the Patriots had, a, I mean, even a pulse – the Colts would be five and six. They would have lost that game over in in Germany where a couple of weeks ago, where they won like, but you know, barely scoring a point in that game. So I, I like the Titans this week with Mike Vrabel, and I love Vrabel. Uh, you know, as a dog, Vrabel as a dog has been one of the best bets in the NFL for years and years and years and years. I mean, look at some of these numbers on Vrabel. He is almost five hundred. He's twenty five and twenty seven straight up. That's nearly five hundred um, against uh, straight up as as a dog, and. He's 29, 22, and one against the spread as a dog. In the wild card era, which dates back to nineteen ninety-one, only Vrabel, Matt LaFleur, Mike Tomlin, and Bill Cower are at or over five hundred as an underdog. It's it's pretty remarkable what he's done as an underdog. I, I don't even know if they should be one here. They've had the Colts number in recent years, five and one against the spread against the Colts last six games. I like it. And I'll take Vrabel also as the division guy. Um, you know, Within the division, he's really good. 19 and 13 straight up in the AFC South. I think the Colts run to relevancy and a potential out-of-nowhere playoff berth without their starting quarterback, Anthony Rich, takes a hits a snag this week. Give me the Tennessee Titans plus to one and a half for game number three. All right, Game number four this week, and I struggle with this one back and forth, um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go to this one. Give me the Los Angeles Rams minus 3.5 over the Cleveland Browns in L.A. I think the Rams are sneaky here to get a wild card spot in the NFC. I believe they or, or the or the Packers are going to get in the playoffs. One of those two teams is going to steal the Vikings spot in the postseason, down the stretch of the season. And I like what I saw of the Rams last week as the Arizona Cardinals. And this is also a fade of the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland is really, really, really banged up to the point where I don't know if they can move the football at all on the offensive side of the ball. Offensive line is banged up. Running backs banged up. The quarterback room I'll get to in a second is ridiculous. And Miles Garrett has got a sling on last week. The corners are banged up. It's just, you know, their defense has been really good statistically. But one thing to note on the Cleveland Browns, they have been a different defense away from Cleveland. And Jim Schwartz had this kind of thing in Philadelphia. When, you know, 2017, look at that Eagles defense, 2017, 2018 at home versus on the road. It was just, it was different. I don't know what it is, if it's really a Schwartz thing or it's just kind of played out that way, but they're not as good of a defense on the road. Let's go through the points allowed. On road versus at home. Let's go to the home games first. Three in week one to the Bengals. Three in week number um, three to the Tennessee Titans. 28 in week three at home. That was a bad home day for them. They allowed only 17 to San Francisco in week six at home. They allowed zero. They shut out the Arizona Cardinals at home in week number nine. They only allowed 10 at home in week number 11 against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So three, three, 28, that's the outlier, 17, zero, 10 in their home games. I mean, they have been dynamite defensively at home. Now let's go to the road games. 26 on the road in Pittsburgh in week number two. Okay, 39 in week number seven, at Indianapolis, 20 on the road, 24, excuse me, on the road in Seattle a couple weeks ago, 33, 31 on the road at Baltimore uh, in week 10, and then last week, 29 on the road at Denver. I mean, that's a way, way different swing there. On the road versus at home, it's just a different defense. They're they're, they're just, they give up points. And now they have to go to Los Angeles, and again, that's not a great home field, but on their turf in their building nice weather it's a ramp spot their offense got cooking last week kyrie williams back and cup and puka and tutu atwell and this might be joe flacco i mean my last memory of joe flacco is him costing me a 50 to 1 playoff spot on the on the steelers last year with two or three weeks to go the steelers were 50 to 1 to make the playoffs and i thought their path was basically like a six prong thing if they won out and they got three teams to lose in front of them, they'd make the playoffs. And the last leg of that to to make it happen was I needed the New York Jets to win in Miami in Week 18 against whoever the heck the, was playing quarterback at that point for the Miami Dolphins, Skyler Thompson or whatever. And Joe Flacco was playing for the Jets. And I, wa- I watched the game. I-, I watched it before going in to watch the Eagles-Giants Week 18 game last year. It was a 1 o'clock game. And the Eagles, Giants at four. I watched the game and I was sick. Joe Flacco couldn't complete a seven-yard pass. I, I used to love Joe Flacco, all those road playoff wins, but he's so cooked now. And if he's the answer on Sunday, the against Aaron Donald, I mean goodness. I I, I think the Rams will win this game. And I'm not saying the Rams are going to win the game 40 to 10, but this feels like they could win this game, you know, 23 to 10 type of thing. Give me the Rams minus three and a half in game number four and game number five this week. You know, I'm buying in. I really like what I've seen out of the Green Bay Packers. I really, really do. They have moved the needle on their season. Their defense has pretty much played, I think, decently all year. And now here comes the offense. They won a game last week that was very impressive. I love the way Jordan Love threw the football last week against the, you know, the Detroit Lions. Now, it's a much tougher defense they're playing this week with the Kansas City Chiefs, but it's in Lambeau. The Chiefs have not been great in the fourth quarter, so you allow a little time for a comeback or a cover, maybe a backdoor cover in this game. Loves playing better. I think that defense for the Packers is more talented. They're giving credit for a lot of first-rounders on that defense. I mean, they got guys that could play. Rashawn Gary could play first-rounders here and there the last couple of years. They got players on up front that could play on that defense, and we know that the Chiefs' offense has been suspect. So am I going to lay six on the road? I mean, typically you never worry about laying points on Mahomes, but am I really going to lay six on the road? With the Kansas City Chiefs this week against a team that has extra rest, that feels it, they feel their season turning. I'm not. I mean, every year there's a, a team or two or three now that really makes a big run in the second half of the season and goes from bad to good. And I think it's this Packer team. It, it you know, and and look at Jordan Love the last couple weeks. I mean, he really is is heating up. Last, I'm, I'm going to pull up his full numbers now, but I I like. The, I I think the kid could play a little bit, a little bit more than people probably thought six weeks ago. Last two games here okay? We're talking about two games against the Chargers and the Lions. Now, to be fair, those are not big-time games and big-time defenses. They have not been this year. I don't expect anyone to call on that. But that being said, last two games, we're talking about 68% completion, five touchdowns, no picks, 116 passer rating, 68% completion, only taken three total sacks in the last couple games. That's a big deal. In fact, He's only taken four of the last three weeks combined. Uh, and that, I know he had two picks against the Steelers, and that's a tough place to play in, in Pittsburgh. But his last three games, we're talking about seven touchdowns, two picks, 100 passer rating, only four total um, sacks taken, more rushing yards than, than negative sack yards. I, I like what I'm seeing here out of Jordan Love. And you go back, you know, he's really started to play a different brand of football, I'd say, three of the last four weeks. They lost that game to Minnesota 24-10. Uh, the game Cousins tore his, his Achilles in, you know, right around Halloween. Since then, Love has performed like one of the better quarterbacks in the league. And I think he continues it. He, I think he's he's ready for this moment against a big-time Chiefs defense. I'll put it that way. He's ready to keep this game close. Is this a win for the Chiefs? It probably is. But is it more like 26-21? 20, I think it is. And I will take the six points. I will try to cover this game with the Green Bay Packers. Who knows? They might win it outright. So my five games for week number 13 in the NFL, the Lions minus four and a half, the Titans plus one and a half, the Steelers minus the five and a half. Give me the Rams minus three and a half over the Browns and the Packers plus the six, all those odds as always courtesy of my friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook. You guys have a wonderful weekend. Get your rest. Get yourself ready to go. Sunday at 425 is going to feel like a playoff game for the Eagles and the Niners, and in effect it is. I mean, the Eagles could really go a long, long way into cementing themselves as the division winner and number one seed. With a win, with a loss, it gets really murky. They go to Dallas next week with first place on the line in the NFC's. Have a great weekend. Appreciate you always listening, subscribing, following WIP Daily. Thanks so much, and we'll talk soon right here on the feed.